Hello guys <laughs> and welcome back to <laughs> Oh, that was a little too much energy. Let's break it down. Okay. One, two, three. Hello guys and welcome back to Grief Uncensored this week. I'm Yako. I'm Julia. And we are back with episode fucking two today. Why is it I don't know. Something's wrong. It doesn't sound like last time when we were talking. It really doesn't, dude. Hold on. I think maybe we need to come in closer again. Okay. Because it sounds like better. Uh, Alright, let me restart this. Welcome back to Grief Uncensored, episode two, we're back. Episode two, baby. Yeah, didn't think we'd make it this far. Is this true? <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm Yako. I'm Julia. And here we are, back at it again, back with episode it. two, talking about some real fucking shit that comes with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, first off, we just want to start off by saying thank you so much for all the support that we received from the episode one. Um... It was, was amazing. It yeah. was so, so hard to film, but it was definitely worth it. We got a lot of messages from you guys, and it really meant so much to us. And even though it was really tragic and, and traumatic, and very traumatic, um, you know, it's not the most fun thing in the world to spill your trauma out on social media for everyone. Um, but even if one person, which I know more than one person, related and found it helpful, mm-hmm. it was worth it. It really was. And hearing all your guys' feedback and responses made it all worth it. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. And we'll definitely keep you guys in mind and, you know, appreciate all of the things that you guys yeah. have said. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on, this episode is going to be... Again, about loss, um, <laughs> but it will be so, about secondary losses. Exactly. So, secondary losses is basically when one loss just isn't enough, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just keeps pouring and yep. pouring and pouring it. When it rains, it pours. Yes. So it's not just one. It loss. doesn't end there, like no. we said in episode yes, one. Yes, it does not end there. Like it's not just the one thing, and then your life moves starts to move on after day right. one. No. It is just traumatic, tra- trauma, traumatic. It's traumatic. <laughs> okay, and secondary losses can be a lot of things. For us, it was like secondary people. They don't mm-hmm. die, but they disappear from your life. Right. Um, it's like changes in your relationships, yeah. your family, your lifestyle, mm-hmm. like pretty much all of that accumulating into yeah. you disconnecting or losing contact with a lot of people that you used to have. And yeah, that really comes with how after you lose someone so tragic or so close to you that impacted your life so heavily, your whole mentality and life values kind of are brought into light and into question. And exactly. You may have like a sort of rearranging of priorities and different values that mean more to you now than they did before. And that you know, the changes don't align with some of the, some of the, oh, sorry, some of the, um, what it was, like, normal for it. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense. So, basically, the one loss, right? Let me just describe it this way. Yeah. 
the one loss is the explosion, okay? It's the bomb going off. Right. And every, all the, what is it? Like, the secondary losses. The secondary, secondary losses are. Or the, all the trickling effects. The trickling, okay? It is losing everything else, losing what you, your life, literally. It's really just when there's one big event and then everything starts to be affected by it and right. it's all just trickling down into other aspects of your life. Yeah. School, finances, relationships, like friendships. It's really so many different things. It's just all the things that your life is made up of. Loss, that significant, impacts everything else. And then also, so not to mention the loss of like your previous self, who you were before this loss, you're never going to exactly. be that person again. When your whole life is blown up and then you don't just put the pieces back together. No, that's not even true. It's literally just you creating a new life with this loss and with right. this grief and with all the other changes. So mm -hmm. it's not just, it's, it's just a huge change. It is. And it, you, it, you, you lose your sense of self mm -hmm. along with your person and friends and boyfriends yep. and could be school, could be a job, like could be your set sense of self or your motivation. Like, I mean, obviously that, cause yeah. we talked about it a lot, <laughs> that, but you know, it's just everything. So let's get into let's it. Let's get a into it. More. Talk a little bit more about what that really <sighs> looks like The thing about us. secondary losses is that sometimes it's arguably like the worst aspect of losing mm -hmm. someone because it's just the most painful in the sense that you just feel like it's so unjust that everything is pouring onto you at once. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're like, oh, on top of the fact that yes. my fucking mom and dad died, now my best friend is fucking acting up. Yeah, You know, exactly. or like my boyfriend is yeah. a fucking dick. You exactly. Know? It is like, you are just looking out into the world and you're like, why is this all happening? Also, I just want to point out like your patience level to like, keep up or maintain this like friendship that you might have been like you might have put up with certain things before but now your patience is being tested yeah and you can't fucking put up with that shit so yeah. that might also be like, that's totally thing. another aspect of it too i think like if there's stuff in your life that is dysfunctional mm -hmm. the grief is going to out that shit yeah yeah you're not gonna be able to put up with it even more yeah. now like you yeah. were putting up with it at the bare minimum before and now there's literally you are walking on a tightrope yeah so in our lives mm -hmm. i think our main secondary losses was for me, it was a couple friends, mm -hmm. losing a couple friends in the process, and then for you, what would you say yours? Mine was definitely either losing sense of who I was and um, a relationship ending as well. Yeah, absolutely. That sense of self, like, it really just... That really fucked me up. I didn't... It's like the existential crisis plus just who am I and what am I doing? Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even realize that so much of my identity was tied with my dad. Like yeah. I had no idea that I took so much of him and I was like, this is me. And when I lost him, I really felt like I lost a lot of myself too, because I just I felt like I had to relearn all these things that I thought I knew about myself. And you know, it just was like starting over all over again from zero. Yeah. That is exactly how it feels. Yeah. So, the thing is, when any type of hardship comes around, obviously we're talking specifically grief, but like this goes for everything else, mm -hmm. but when something like really big happens in your life, like a loss, 
a lot of people, and I'm not gonna say a lot of people, but this is very prominent. It tends to have people running for the fucking hills. Yeah. They don't know what to do. There's a lot of people who want to be there for you, and they don't know how, so they say weird stuff. Then there's people who are like trying, obviously, but they don't know exactly how to do it, but that's not their fault. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's people who just like absolutely turn their back on you, and you're like, what, what the fuck is this? Um, also, it shows people's like true colors and intentions, I think. Like, that's a huge one. Yeah. And it could be really, really hurtful. Really. Yeah. And also, I. Because it shows like what they would do in the worst situation. <laughs> if you're a bad person in this moment right now, then I don't, you're... you know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. Like, you have friends and you have these like circle right mm -hmm. and that's like your support system for when something is going wrong in your life and you're having a bad time so when something this monumental happens like you expect everyone to like be there for you and crowd there for you yeah but like it it is just i'm so sorry but that is just not how it is and if you lost someone you're listening to this and you didn't like have any of this i'm shocked I'm also, I just want to say that, of course, every situation's different. There might be people out there who are listening to this podcast who instantly had that, like, you know, <laughs> rush, thinking about have everybody, like, rushing to them and supporting mm. them. For us, it wasn't really the situation. No. But I do hear a lot, a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, this person let me down, and this person yeah. was fucked up, and my best friend did this, and all this. Like, yeah. I hear it so often. I want to say for the record that um, I am very grateful for all the people that I know now in these past nine months without my dad. I know who my real friends are. I know which one of you guys out there <laughs> are. So I'm not going to take that away from you because you are... If you know you're a real friend, then you are. Then you know. But there are a lot of people that I kind of was a lot closer with that I expected them to, like, reach out, totally. maybe, you know, hit me up, ask me how I'm doing, and, like... <laughs> yeah, that's another like, thing. Yeah. Like, people will maybe say, send you, like, one text, and then they won't say anything. Like, there was this one person, well, actually, there was not just this one person, mm -hmm. but this one person in particular, like, texted me once, and then, like, even though I saw them a couple more times, I literally don't think I ever spoke to you. Yeah. Again, I'm like, okay... Are we just going to send one text and it'd be over? Like, that's mm -hmm. not it. Anyway, that's that's going to be an, an episode for the future. Yeah. Um, because we want to help non-grievers, like grievers' friends mm -hmm. and stuff, like be that friend that yeah, we wish like, we had. We're going to teach you guys what we would have wanted yeah. in that moment or in these moments. <sighs> exactly. But yeah, um, just speaking from my own personal experience, there were, for me, most of my secondary losses came from me recognizing that I'm not the same person that I was before this loss. And that was really like a huge turmoil for a lot of my friendships. Um, not a, Actually, not to say a lot of my friendship, a few of my friendships, you know, we're just not... The values that I have in my life are much more profound and much more deep and not as superficial anymore. They've, I've always been a very deep person who kind of overthinks everything, is always looking for like the deeper meaning and everything. And it can be very fucking annoying to be that person because you're like, why the fuck can't I just enjoy this as it is? No, because I have to be like, oh, well, this is a very meaningful moment in my friendship with you. And like, we have not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There just has to be like all these things. But... 
that has amplified since my dad has passed. Mm -hmm. And now I'm more someone who's like, why would I do that if I don't want to do that kind of thing? Before, I might have done it because I'm like, oh, like, I need to fucking go out or I need, you know, but um, just, like, maintain these superficial relationships, all these other reasons yeah. that I might have, like, made up in my head. Now, I just, there's really nothing, like... Totally. Yeah, I don't have any value in these meaningless things. Yes, exactly. You know, in these superficial things. What I care about is definitely more of... What does this friendship mean to me? What can you mm -hmm. bring me? What are you doing for me? Totally. What am I doing for you? Like, if there is none of that, then the relationship is not serving me anymore, you know? That was absolutely perfectly said. I perfectly said it. Mm -hmm. That was, like, a huge thing for me, and that's, like, why a lot of my more, like, oh, let's just, like, go out to, like, have fun and, like, not really talk about anything. We'll just, like, uh -huh. fucking fuck around I mean like, you can like have fun and fuck around with anyone like it right. you know like I could literally meet someone tomorrow and we'd have some fun together out right. going out but like your those ability. true friendships mm -hmm. like the ones that you genuinely care about the other person and you're like thinking about them and want to do stuff for them like those are the most important yeah yeah and, and it really shows you the difference between those two mm -hmm. absolutely also like I feel like because of our age since mm -hmm. we're young like and we're also just getting out of college, too, so, yeah, like, I think that's also a normal time to, like, be figuring out your friends and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But and this just kind of made it happen as soon as possible. <laughs> Instead of, like, down the road, you're like, oh, maybe I'm going to move away from this group of friends. No, it was literally like, boom, bye. <laughs> like, Throw it out the window. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so I wanted to say that... Um, for me, I had, like, so much anger and resentment, which I'm still working through, um, just from, like, all these people that I really wanted to, wanted them to be there for me, and, like, I just felt like I needed so much more support than I got, and, mm -hmm. like you were saying earlier, that there's a handful of people who really were there for me, and were texting me, like, several times a week, or every day, or still checking up on me, like, not just the one time, and I do see you guys, and I really appreciate you guys, and love you guys so much, um, but then there also was the complete opposite of that, and so I'll just say, like, as an example, mm -hmm. um, right after my mom died, basically, like, consequently of exactly that happening, um, I lost my two closest friends, mm -hmm. not lost them on earth, yeah. but lost them in my life, um, and they were two completely different circumstances, but I just felt so much, it just added to the trauma, mm -hmm. and it added to feeling how this situation is so unjust for me, like, why right now, when it's supposed to be the best time of my life, do I lose my mom and my two best friends, like, why is this happening to me, like, my life is shattered, mm -hmm. and, like, before that, I felt like I had a lot of friends, I felt like I was happy, I was thriving, <laughs> I was about to get a job, no, and then all that shit disappeared, I literally felt like I had no one. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was like some unexpected people who were actually there for me. You know, the expected people were not there for me. Yeah. So that was really traumatic for me. And um, there's going to be another episode on anger and resentment, I think, because that shit is like something <laughs> that really stays with you. Um, and you don't just resent people. You like resent the world, too. Yeah, yeah. For like all this stuff. Like, why is this happening? You resent all the living moms and dads. Yes. Like 
What did you do to me? Nothing, but I hate that you're... <laughs> Why do you get to walk your daughter with your grandma and your mom, but I don't get that? Yeah, you like... fucking old-ass bitch. <laughs> all right, all right, that was too much. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm so angry that you are alive. Like, why do you get to be alive? Mm, yeah, I I mean, that's what fucking Michelle Zahner said in Crying in H-Mart. And we'll talk about that okay. in another <laughs> episode. Another episode. <laughs> but, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so because of, like, the, me losing my two closest friends and my mom like that intersecting it was just like like I said that much more traumatic it was so unfair um but they were like still separate at the same time um I don't know I feel like this goes without saying but friends like should be there for you no matter what and they should not make your grief about themselves mm -hmm. and that That's goes for relationships too yeah like I know you experienced that like this is not about you mm -hmm. this is about me and I think when someone is trying to make something about themselves maybe the attention was taking off them like <laughs> immediately that is like not a good person you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying like there's something going on there like I'm no mental health specialist, but, like, I would probably steer clear from those people. Yeah, that's a good point you make, and especially with my ex, I found that once my dad passed and I was kind of pulling away from him because I didn't know how this man that I met, like, five months ago is going to come for me through all of this, mm -hmm. um, he kind of took it very personally and made it about him like I mentioned in my in the last episode very briefly but it was just like an ongoing situation where I was constantly fucking comforting him and I'm like what's wrong what's wrong he's like oh I just feel like you're you're not really into it I'm like bitch my dad just fucking died <laughs> oh my like God. I'm sorry God, I'm not that into it I'm not that into living right now so <laughs> sorry that I'm not that into this relationship yeah yeah like you're really making it about yourself yeah and also I realized that after my dad passed how much um, I was really, like, doing to, like, make this relationship work and what it takes to keep make a relationship. I realized how much effort went mm -hmm. into it, making sure that he's fine, making sure I'm fine, making sure he's not mad at me, making sure he's happy, blah, 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 blah. But all that shit is exhausting. And when you're trying to make sure you're okay, like, it... And I've always been trying to make sure I'm okay. Like, I've been depressed for fucking God knows how long before my dad passed. Yeah. But it became significantly harder times, like, 50 mm -hmm. once my dad passed. Like, on another level. I'm not saying this in a way that... Before I was depressed and I was trying to fight this existential dread on a more of a... Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I still don't. But now it's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And my dad's dead. Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, you are literally spitting the facts today. <sighs> yeah. I mean, okay. So another point is that I think I mentioned this earlier. Like, it just brings out the worst in people sometimes. I mean, no. It actually brings out the true side of people. And sometimes that is a horrible, very worst side. Mm -hmm. And people do, like, really fucked up stuff do you like I've heard so many stories and I related so hard to them because I'm like damn like people just show their true colors and, and sometimes it is like their behavior is like horrifying mm -hmm. and they hurt you so so bad um I'm gonna tell my example because I think a lot of people can relate to it um I had this one friend um when I was mentioning I lost two of my friends, one of them 
just let me down in a way that I could not even explain in mm -hmm. words. And at the time when it was happening, I couldn't even bear the thought that this was happening to me and this was going on at the same time. I'm not even gonna say at the same time. It was because of the fact that my mom died. This person saw that I was down and used it to honestly kick me when I was down and make it worse for me. And <sighs> grief has this way of like exposing the fakes. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really clear to me at that time that I never really had a friend. Like this whole time, this person was an enemy disgu disguised as a friend. Mm -hmm. um, but this person honestly made my trauma so, so much deeper than it needed to be. And if you can relate, I am so, so, so sorry. Because you only deserve people like loving you and wrapping you up in love and respect and empathy. And that is just not what I got from my closest friend at the time. She was harassing my me, um, saying horrible things about my family. She called all our mutual friends and yeah, was, that's the part that gets was, me. Like, why this you... was like the worst part was that there was like some fights about rent and stuff that should not have even been a discussion but yet this was like just piling and piling on that it should just should not have been that way mm -hmm. um but yeah that was definitely the worst part like my, literally the same night that she found out that my mom died she was calling everyone like I swear it was everyone she possibly could have known that also knows me or our mutual friends and was just creating false narratives like literally what's the word she was isolating me further from all those people that I needed and mind you she was like calling them talking about some like fight that we were having that wasn't really should have been dropped that's mm -hmm. another main thing. When you are grieving and you have a friend that's grieving, like maybe don't start with all this other small stuff that you were dealing with, like behind the scenes. Like when their person dies, like maybe you should put that aside. Like definitely rule number one, like don't bring up all this stuff. Like yeah, like oh, do you remember? Be there for them yeah. because of this, and don't, and like if you're in a fight, like drop that shit and be there for your friend. And if you're not, like that's not a friend. That's just over. I agree. I 100% agree. So yeah, this person is like completely manipulated all of these people, all of our friends. I mean, I saw it happening in front of my face and I had no energy to even try and fight for these people mm -hmm. to be for there for me. Like what am I supposed I'm literally sitting there on the couch debilitated every single day. I have absolutely no energy to, well, how am I going to beg these people to love me and support me now? Um, I honestly cannot explain why somebody would do this. I really can't. But this goes without saying that these people are like feeding their own ego in that way. Mm -hmm. Where Absolutely. this grief is about you, but instead they had to somehow play the victim and make it about themselves. And that is just a very, very, uh, I don't know. Telling. It's very telling. And I don't know seems a little narcissistic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like to say that because I don't like, I'm not a mental health professional again, but that is just some patterns that I've seen. Honestly, let me just say this. 
If you, if this story that I just told reminds you of something that happened to you, I really want you to know that these people's actions when they hurt you and they really just betray you mm -hmm. at the absolute worst time in your life, this is not a reflection of you and what you deserve. This is a reflection of themselves, how they're treating you. It is a reflection of how they feel about themselves inside. And it has nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with you or your character. And you absolutely do not deserve that. My mom, growing up, and still, like, I swear, every month she would remind me. Anytime I had any, like, problems with friends, she'd be like, oh, well, well, not just friends, everyone. Even boyfriends, too. Like, you can judge someone based on their pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. So, like, if the best thing to try and tell what someone's gonna do in the future is to look at their past. And honestly, that is just reminding me of what my mom used to tell me all the time. Look at people's pattern of behavior and it will tell you exactly who they are. Yeah, that just got me thinking even too. Like I was just like, hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is such a common thing is that you expect people to, you know, just be there for you on a level and that is another situation in itself where they don't even meet that expectation, but they go the opposite direction and, yeah. like, kind of fucking do exactly what you don't want them to do. Yeah, which is it's fucking like, wow, you're making it worse. Turn all your friends against you. And I know. Okay, fucking... It's like, there's, there's one type of person who's like, oh, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. And then there's a person who takes deliberate action to make it worse for you. Yeah. For me, a lot of the situations are just me kind of distancing myself and separating myself from these friendships and making them a little bit more, like, secondary friendships rather than, like, right. primary friendships yes. because of the fact that our values have changed or just mm -hmm. something has happened where it rubbed me the wrong way after. Like, for example, um, one of my friends after my dad passed, she didn't hit me up at all and... She just kind of like snap. She sent me a Snapchat story that she sent to like everyone else. No. Um, and she was like, just got a new job. And it was like a cute selfie of her at this job. And I was like, bitch, I don't give a fuck this about is your job. The most I don't tone give a death. fuck. Like, why? <laughs> I don't give a like, fuck. They're like just obsessed with what they're doing. They really don't no. care about you. What? And they were like, oh, sorry, I didn't see your your Instagram. You fuck. I see you on my fucking story views, bitch. Who are you lying oh to God. right now? Anyway, these things really pissed me off, like, right when they happened, right? Mm -hmm. You know, months later where I'm, like, in a better place or in a place, <laughs> or in a place where I'm, like, mentally a little bit more stable and able to handle these fucking other stupid hardships um i was like you know what maybe i overreacted maybe she didn't see my story like that i'll give her the benefit of the doubt and i'll be like i'm sorry i overreacted but ultimately it's something that you peep and you're like ah, going forward you're not my you're not gonna be that person that i call like where we can be sense. friends yeah yes People, you deserve to set boundaries with people who let you down, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying cut everybody out of your life yeah. if they didn't. No. You can keep those people because the last thing you need to do is literally cut everybody off. Yeah, and lose if everyone. If they deserve to get cut off, then yes, you also deserve to set a boundary there. Like, if you're not comfortable with them, if they hurt you very much, or if you don't feel safe with them, mm -hmm. yeah, don't need that person. But if 
it's just a friend that you know is on the line we also do know that sometimes you don't know what to say to this person like something so terrible happened to you you know like before this happened to me like and this happened to my friend I wouldn't know what to do mm -hmm. I mean I wouldn't do terrible things to them but I would like be there for them as much as I could I would not say all the right things mm -hmm. and we acknowledge that and that's why we're not just like oh no fuck everybody yeah exactly but you do deserve to set those boundaries with the people who were not there for you yeah a yeah a huge thing is that it, it is gonna shift your friendships and the people that you think are now like are your best friend in a few months they might not be mm -hmm. you know they did barely texted you and the mm -hmm. people that you kind of didn't expect to like care for you care for you even more than your fucking best friend did mm -hmm. and you're like oh i didn't see that coming right but it just yeah that's what we mean when we say that it shows like your the true colors of the person that you're dealing with yeah these secondary losses are pretty much inevitable mm -hmm. and if you're lucky enough not to lose anyone in your life and you already like had that amazing support group, like, hell yeah, I'm mm -hmm. so happy for you. There could be other secondary losses, like mm -hmm. the loss of your family structure, the loss of maybe you had some financial hardships after that, like, you know, yourself, you know, you don't know what to do without this person. Yeah. So we don't have any specific examples for that because then that's not what happened to us. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not to say those things are yeah. less. Those are just as heartbreaking. And like I keep saying, adds to the trauma, makes the trauma worse, builds it and builds it and builds it. And that's why I said in last episode, like, it's not just the occurrence of the death that is so traumatic. It is everything that piles on top of it and everything that comes after. And yeah. you just keep looking up at the sky and you're like, why God? Mm -hmm. Why? For me, a huge secondary loss that we kind of talked about, but I want to get more into is the relationship. Basically, when I was dating this man, um, it was oh, it was going well until it wasn't, you know? It was going well and then there were just little things in our relationship that I'd be like, mm, maybe not. I just had, yeah, I just had the patience to put up with them and to, like, talk it out, sit there, work in the relationship. I was willing to put that work in the relationship because I had the energy to put in the work. But after my dad passed, I was like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have the energy to put in what I would put in to make this relationship work. And if you're okay with that, we can stay together. But if you're not, then we should break up. And that's what I said to him right when my dad broke up. And he was like, Guys. really, he was really understanding of that. He was like, I get it. Absolutely. Let's stay together because I get it and I'm here for you. He did not get it. When I say this man didn't get it, um, let me just say, right when I got home from Japan, one month one month trip, I described in detail what happened last episode. But right when I get back from this trip, I'm like, let's go to a massage. I treat this man to a massage. I guess he was like waiting for me in the car for 20 minutes, even though he didn't text me that he was even here. And then I go to the car and I'm like, you were here? And he was like, yeah, I've been waiting for 20 minutes. Meanwhile, this is, and he's just giving me such a passive aggressive like attitude the whole way to the massage. Um, just acting like a dick. And I'm like, what is wrong? I know it's because I, I had you waiting for 20 minutes. And he's like, yeah, I just like wish you would have told me. I'm like, this is the fucking first day I've been home. And this is just a, this. I'm telling this story now to just exemplify like this is the kind of shit that I had to put up with from this point on forward. I'm like, bro, I just got back today. Like, what do you mean? 
But um, that just goes to show that he really will put anything... He put himself first again. Like, now he's upset that he had to wait outside the house for 20 minutes. Meanwhile, I just came back from the most traumatic trip of my life. Like... This is literally the most selfish shit I've ever heard in my whole life. Yeah, it was just... It was just repeated behavior like that. And I was just, like, trying my best to, like, comfort him still. And I'm sure he was doing his best to comfort me, but he just didn't know how. And... It just really showed, and that's really what led to our relationship breaking up. I mean, our relationship ending, and, you know, it really did take a toll on me because I spent so much time with him. I spent, like, every day with this man, you know? So it did take a huge toll on me, and I did lose a job because, like, I worked with him, and he was like, oh, I don't think I can see you there if you if we break up. So he had me quit the job i mean it really wasn't like he forced me but he was like i can't work with i can't yeah. see you there so you not only lost him and your job but yeah. i mean you didn't only just you lose your dad <laughs> then you lost him and your job it's exactly like, what <laughs> yeah so that and if your fun. dad didn't die none of this would have happened yeah, pretty much. Maybe eventually one Maybe day. Maybe eventually, but Maybe a little not the way not the way it did. Mm -hmm. And the way it happened really fucking Yeah, it was really hard to get over. But ultimately, one thing that I'm really glad about is the fact that it did happen because now I'm not one with him and two <laughs> <laughs> and two because I'm not with him, I'm able to focus on myself and fucking put myself first and my grieving first and totally. that's something I'm really grateful for totally. having. You don't need any like people who are distracting you from what you need to think about. Yeah and I'm like sure the yourself. same for you a little bit too. Mm -hmm. I mean obviously it was like really building up a lot of anger and resentment for these people and mm -hmm. like focusing on a situation that was ultimately extremely negative. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that actually reminds me when you just say that, is that I had only the grief to deal with, and then I also had that anger. So, like, I have anger for other things, like, at the universe, for having this happen, at the truck driver, you know, at all these things that I could blame, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. So, the anger was already there, but then when there's, like, more people and things to be angry about or to resent, like, that makes grieving harder right. and it it almost wants me to say like grief doesn't have to be that hard like that didn't have to happen like your boyfriend did not have to be a dick my friend did not have to do all that horrible things to me like grieving could have just been grieving my mom died but no it has to be all these other secondary losses you know yeah but it always is gonna have all those other secondary yeah. losses like no i I genuinely feel like that is inevitable because once that happens, you're going to have this change in self, change in priorities, and that is going to lead to the secondary losses, regardless of how bad they might be. Or, I mean, you know, there's this whole spectrum to everything, but yeah, I think everybody experiences no, some, you're totally right. some form of secondary loss. You yeah, know? you're totally right. Yeah, and I do think in any situation, it's not easy. Obviously, for us, it was like, the blatant disrespect and not necessary at all but for other people it's not as like black and white it's kind of like in a gray area which makes it in a way a little bit more difficult to like analyze and really um like see for as it is kind oh, of yeah. yeah I just want to say that yeah grief 
I just want to say that. <laughs> Come up with a good ending quote. <laughs> um, yeah. Does you deserve people around you who are gonna be there for you 100% yeah. and not be making it worse for you? I mean, that's literally the opposite. What that you need, making it worse for you? Like, no, absolutely not. No. Out, get out. And we recognize that, you know, your change in priorities and your change in values are going to change your mm-hmm. values and your relationships. And that is completely normal. It might feel like detrimental to your life because yes. it's not easy to go through those losses on top of a fucking terrible loss already. However, these losses will actually bring you up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but- we're not trying to say that there's oh, a silver lining. Um, however, but these secondary losses are making it clear as to maybe some changes that you needed in your life. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I literally gag hearing myself say that because if you were to tell me that nine months ago, I would have been like, shut the fuck up. Like, mm-hmm. this shit did not need to happen. And it didn't. It really didn't. Um, but looking back now that I've totally calmed down from the situation and I'm like reflecting on it, I'm so happy that I have clarity that in my friendships and in my relationships that I know and confidently can say who my friends are and what they mean Mm -hmm. to me and what I mean to them. I think also another great point to mention is just the fact that everything comes and goes, you know? There's going to be people in your life or there's going to be things in life, um, jobs, events, whatever, they're going to come in and they're going to leave when they have to leave, you know? Not everything is meant to stay in your life forever. Um, that's really fucked up to say on a grief podcast. Not, 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 we're not talking about the death. We're not talking about the, talking talking about about the, about the death, secondary law. But I'm talking... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, some people are meant to be in your life just for a short little while. Yes. And it's probably fucking better for them because they're stunting your growth or they're staying here yeah. and you're not so it doesn't it's not necessarily a bad thing that you've outgrown these friends places events and it hurts and i'm really really sorry if that happened to you yeah it's a growing pain it is so so painful but if you're going through that right now i promise that there is light at the end of the tunnel for the secondary losses Mm -hmm. again for the secondary loss yeah, but yeah, that's going to wrap everything up for secondary losses um, for our second episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys again for listening. This one was a little bit shorter. and Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay tuned for the yeah. next episode. Yep. Oh, oh, fuck. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye guys. Love you. Thanks. Thank you.